The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Today we're catching up with Stephen Tambanis. Steve is Chief Executive Officer of the recently listed gold explorer North Store Minerals. It trades under the code NSM, or November Sierra Mike to be sure. It was last quoted at 45.5 cents for a market cap of 54 million. As its name tells us, NSM is focused on exploration along strike and immediately north of Store, about 235 kilometres northwest of Melbourne, and one of the points of Victoria's famed Golden Triangle, along with Ballarat and Bendigo. Now, Stall is, of course, home to the richest foot race in the world, the Stall Gift, as well as the now privately held Stall Gold Mine, which has a production history of about 5 million ounces of gold. It's an original Gold Rush goldfield and was brought back into life about 40 years ago by Western Mining Corp. The private owners of the Stall Mine, including the Victor Smorgan Group, are the major shareholders in NSM, which is aiming to cover and uh, uncover another store deposit to the north. Exploration at one of the many targets, Wildwood, is just about to start. Uh, I'll get Steve to explain the exploration philosophy in a moment. But first, I'll note that Victoria is in the midst of something of an exploration boom, one that was triggered by Kirkland Lake's discovery in 2015 of a 2.7 million ounce swan zone at its Fosterville mine near Bendigo. The zone grades more than an ounce of gold a tonne and has carried Fossil's production to more than 600,000 ounces of gold annually at a cash cost of less than $150 an ounce. It is one of the world's lowest cost gold mines, if not the lowest. Now, there's been a big response to that discovery. There's now more than 30 local and overseas companies involved in the Victorian gold hunt. But it has to be said that most have pegged their ground over historic workings and are starting from scratch. NSM is very different. It has access to 40 years of data from the store mine and agreements to leverage off its infrastructure and expertise in the region. It's a big difference. Now, with that, I'm going to say good day to Steve and welcome him to the podcast. Hi, Steve, and thanks for your time today. Thanks very much for having me, Barry. Thank you. Great. Okay, Steve, first up, tell us a bit about your professional background before joining NSM. I understand there's a family history of mining and for you, a WMC, uh, WMC connection as well. Yeah, look, uh, Barry, for my sins, I, I am ex-Western Mining. I um, uh, joined Western Mining in 95 until 2002, um, which I think was a bit of a privilege. It was uh, a very good uh, a very good place to work and learn from. And uh, prior to that, I've done um, a lot of exploration geology. I suppose I'm an early stage exploration specialist, more so than uh, anything else. That's what I really enjoy doing. Mm. And this is um, this is a beautiful case in point, the North Stall story. But um, as you mentioned a, a minute ago, there's just so much historic data, 40 years of historic data to, to, to leverage off, which is uh, we're putting it to very good use. We can see some very good historic work, and we're going to be um, 
filling in a few gaps and holes and modernizing some of the old work too. But um, that, that, that does give us a massive advantage over starting on an area from scratch just with a, um, with a little bit of historic data. Mm. Now, as I mentioned, uh, the name, well, the code, NSM, North Stall Minerals, says it all. But give us a bit more context on why North of Stall. And basically, basically, I guess, what's the big picture story with NSM? Well, the history of NSM is that it's it's effectively a spin-off from the Stall Gold Mines. Uh, the mine was purchased at the end of 2017 by a private consortium led by the Victor Smorgan Group and the uh, collection of uh, co-investors. They set about refurbishing the old mill. They inherited the mine with 60,000 ounces of uh, resource. And over the last well, until June this year, they've discovered an additional 600,000 ounces um, at the Mag Magdala Dome, which is a pretty, a, it's a superb effort given the fact that the mine has got a 5 million ounce production history since 1860. So um, since then, they've had some phenomenal, um, uh, well, some phenomenally high grade uh, and large intercepts um, from other areas on the east flank of the Magdala Dome. So They've done very well out of that, and they're fully focused and committed to. Uh, they have three drill rigs full time underground there, um, drilling out the new resources. But when they did an evaluation of the tenure that came with the mine itself, and we're, we're talking about all this, um, the 500 square kilometres of tenure to the north of the Stall Gold Mine, they realised that there was a, a vast exploration history. Um, exploration work was quite fragmented because. A good example is that at one stage over a seven year, sorry, over an 11 year period, there were seven owners right. of the mine. Mm. So you'd have crews coming in, crews going out, um, enough money, minimal uh, money being spent to keep the tenements in good standing, but no real focused effort. And we've quite firmly believed that we can do more good in the next two years than the previous 40 years all put together. Mm. Okay. Now, Basalt domes, which uh, the store mine is based on the uh, Magdala Dome. For those of us who might not understand just what it means and its role in stores mineralisation, uh, tell us how it's a big part of your exploration strategy and focus. The yeah, sure. Basalt domes, yeah. Yeah, our, our primary exploration model here is to, is to look for um, basalt domes um, similar to that of the Magdala um, Dome that hosts the store gold mine. The, this particular dome has yielded 5 million ounces um, uh, of production historically. We can see through geophysics, that is, um, the potential for another 17 domes in the northern exploration tenure. We know that two of those 17 domes are gold mineralized. Uh, I, I guess the big question is how, um, you know, how much gold is in those, uh, uh, in those domes? So, uh, we're, we're starting initially at the Wildwood Dome, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a, um, um, in a few moments. But um, what we're going to do is basically um, evaluate each of those 17 domes. There are a number of other structural targets in the area and, and halos around uh, granitic uh, and felsic intrusive rocks. So we have a very target-rich environment to the, uh, to the north of us. Mm. So the gold is it hosted within the basalt dome or on the the margins or yeah it's it's actually 
well, you could regard it to be a, a skin um, over the top of the domes. You've had um, the domes are basically covered in sediments, and there's a at, at the interface between two um, the the basalt um, and the sedimentary rocks. That's basically what you call the stall for formation, um, or you know, within the mine itself, it's called the biff, but that's where all of the gold mineralization, um, or most of the gold mineralization, uh, is accumulated. There are a few exceptions, but um, it's just essentially a veneer of gold mineralization uh, over the top of these uh, basalt domes. All right, so you mentioned uh, there's at least 17 on uh, your ground. Uh, I was just wondering, uh, I, I assume they're all undercover, are they? Uh, that's right. Well, Wildwood um, actually sticks out its surface, uh, but uh, yeah, for the rest stalled, of the domes... Stalled it originally, maybe? Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And um, uh, stalled got Big Hill, which is the um, yeah, which is the surface projection of the, um, uh, of the dome. Okay. And uh, modern exploration techniques, how do you uh, uncover these domes? Well, geophysics is a, is a very important tool for us um, in, the, in the area because some of these domes are deep. Uh, you've got limited success from using uh, geochemistry as you would in uh, WA. But if you combine uh, magnetics, um, gravity, and um, geochemistry, you can, you can get a pretty good idea of uh, what's what in the, uh, in the area. And Western mining uh, in the earlier days did um, quite a bit of uh, gravity work in, in certain areas. That, um, they identified the um, buried domes um, quite early and where they got uh, anomalism or geochemical uh, or coincident anomalism, that's where they uh, poked a few holes. So um, there's been quite a bit of work done um, but there are quite a few areas that are missing geochemistry. They're missing geophysics in one form or another. There's, there's been no gravity done. And um, there's a lot of structural work, which we're, try, which we're kicking off to. We just think that not really enough has been done historically in the, uh, in the area. So, um, again, we're, we're building on a very good foundation, 40-year foundation of uh, prior exploration work. But we're just modernising it, reinterpreting reinterpreting a lot of the earlier work that was done um the geophysics for example we've got the raw data but uh, we can do some geophysicists can do some pretty clever things with it these days so mm -hmm. um yeah just modernizing uh everything okay so there's a few few little gaps in the information there but it's essentially you're off to a flying start uh, normally what this uh, the data that's assembled there over the last 40 years would would take you what two three years to even get close with at least at least and um, I think you'd be you know five six years to um, to get to the same point the other thing that's quite um, important too is that 3d uh, GIS um, uh, software has made leaps and bounds over the last seven or eight years and this is something that the previous explorers really didn't have at their disposal. We've, you know, for example, we've taken all of the historic wildwood drilling, and there's quite a bit there. But um, we've overlaid the um, the known mineralization, the um, mineralized blocks uh, against the structure, and we can actually see quite clearly see plunging structures of mineralization. And this is something that we you know, we firmly believe that the earlier explorers just couldn't see. So that's giving us another competitive advantage and 
we're going to find out pretty quick smart. We're commencing drilling next week at Wildwood, and uh, I think within the next month or so, we'll know whether we're um, we'll know how good our um, our ideas and our thoughts are. Okay. Um, are there other styles in the portfolio, say quartz loads? Well, um, yeah, that's that's a very good question. I mean, the 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 history at Magdala or stall itself is that it was initially an alluvial discovery, and so um, alluvial mining was um, was what kicked off the whole process. But they very quickly found um, uh, steeply dipping quartz loads uh, underneath a lot of the alluvial mineralization, and then. From there, they actually progressed to uh, discovering the west flank of the Magdala Dome, which is which was the jackpot or pay dirt for um, for them. And the Germania Mine, for example, which is some eight kilometres to the north of us, that's a the Germania Basalt Dome was an alluvial discovery. They mined um, the steeply dipping quartz veins to forty to sixty metres. The water beat them back in those days, and they didn't have the capital to uh, develop it. Uh, and um, Underneath that, we do know that there's a, a basalt dome. So we can see the Germania prospect as being a, a lookalike or replica to Magdala. The, certainly the geology and the mineralization is identical. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's the, and we can see the same um, uh, attributes at, at Wildwood too. Mm. Nice to be exploring for um, things that give uh, in three different ways, alluvial, uh, load, uh, quartz loads and... Than the the dome, um, yeah. Yeah, so we, you know, we we certainly look for historic workings there, uh, an alignment over key structures. We we do have a very well defined uh, corridor. In the, you know, it's the stall mineralized corridor. It's it's fault bound to the east and to the west. So um, we know where to start looking and where to stop looking. Um, and we believe we have the best, you know, fifty kilometer um, uh, strike of um, stored mineralized corridor that there is uh, in the region. So yeah. not, not too much cover. And um, so that gives us another advantage again. Okay. Now, now for the exciting stuff, uh, well cashed up, probably uh, $18 million or so in the bank. Forward drilling okay. programs, including the first at Wildwood. Uh, tell us a bit about what's the plan at Wildwood. Okay, at Wildwood, we're, we're kicking off with a 10,000-metre combined uh, diamond and RC program. It's basically designed to test extensions or downplunge extensions of uh, known mineralization of wildwood, and to do a little bit of infill drilling, we'll be able to. Um, we'll, we currently have a fifty-five, a small fifty-five thousand ounce um, jork uh, inferred mineral resource estimate. Uh, infill drilling should be able to. Um, reclassify a lot of that mineralization to measured and indicated but what, what we're in particularly interested in is looking at um, down plunge extensions and um, the the dome itself in that um, wildwood area has got four planes um, or four faces and there's just so much of it that hasn't been drilled before and that's down dip as well as a long strike so we're very very keen to start testing um, you know, extensions to, to the known mineralization mm, okay so uh, that program will take roughly how long you think uh, two to three months initially mm. and uh, depending on the results it could 
we could just continue it. We could step it up. Um, and uh, But we do intend to be rolling out additional rigs on other sites. Uh, I mean, look, we, we have a 75,000-metre drill budget for the next two years. Right. And the, so that's, that's quite a comprehensive um, uh, amount of drilling. And uh, we think that the more you drill, the, um, uh, the better you get in terms of results. So um, we're not going to sit here and um, theorise about things. We'll be drill testing um, each and every one of our 40-odd targets um, uh, as hard as we can. Uh, 75,000 metres, that must be one of the biggest drilling programs by a, a junior in the country. Um, it, it's a it's a pretty big one. It's quite aggressive, but uh, we're um, you know, you know, we have that, that many targets to justify that program uh, and more. So you know, naturally, we'll be re-ranking, re-rating our targets as we get new um, drill results, geophysics results, and some of the geochemical um, uh, test work that we're trialling. But uh, yeah, we'll be very busy for the next two years. We'll, there'll be news flow galore. Okay. And there's some other prospects named Barrabool, Glenorchy, Deep Lead, Germania. What will be uh, what will follow Wildwood? Do you think? Well, hopefully you'll stay at Wildwood. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, well that's right. We're we planned holes um, at six one five six. We have a couple of domes there. Um, that's the Glenorchy tenement, and then at the Barrabool tenement, which is our largest tenement, and um, it's a it's the the one that's you know most further to the north, we have multiple targets there. There's domes. There's um, there is a lot of um, halo alteration from um, subsequent uh, granitic intrusions, and we're going to be covering that um, you know quite uh, significantly. We've got a lot of major uh, east-west structures running through the uh, north-northeast uh, trend of mineralisation. So um, we have a lot of things to uh, to do there. So we've got six or seven. Targets of variable sort of prioritised for um, the earliest attention. So, as we get uh, the Wildwood program kicked off, and um, we're starting there with one rig this month, we plan to have a second diamond rig on there in, uh, during December, and then bring an RC rig in in January, just to um, just to get things done sooner than later. Mm-hmm. But um, as the rigs sort of complete their first round of work, the, that they will be retasked. To these other prospects. Okay. Now, uh, Victoria's had its critics over the years on the approvals side of things, but then there is the offset, of course, that um, uh, you're blessed with infrastructure. You, there's no fly in, fly out, and that sort of stuff. So, on the cost side, there's a, a plus, and the other plus, of course, is with uh, the Fosterville discovery and Stavely there over in uh, Western Victoria. Um, yeah. It's a good place to be exploring. But I was just wondering, what's your read on? operating in Victoria in terms of approvals and costs? Look, every every jurisdiction um, is uh, is different. Um, you know, if, if you're working in Queensland or Western Australia um, or um, in overseas jurisdictions, you've got different rules and regulations. Um, what you do have to bear in mind here is that, you know, Vic, Vic, Victoria's got a denser population than um, most other uh, most other states, um, the the orogenic gold belts in Victoria um, are still, you know, one of the most prolific producers of gold um, per square kilometre um, compared to any of the other orogenic belts um, around the world. So there's um, there's an immense amount uh, of opportunity here, and I mean, I, 
I think the best example is Fosterville. Um, you know, that mine um, did okay for itself for many years. It struggled for a few years, but it, uh, it took that recent discovery um, and, uh, under the ownership of Kirkland Lake to, um, to basically reclassify that project into, as you said earlier, probably one of the world's uh, highest grade and certainly most profitable um, mines. Mm. So, and, and this is what's led to so many other companies coming into Victoria now. And um, I, th I think it's wonderful. I think that in the next two or three years, you're going to see um, new or significant new gold ore bodies um, emerge in Victoria as a, as a re result of um, all of this um, new exploration effort. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the focus is very much on Fosterville, but uh, you mentioned earlier uh, the 600 thousand ounce addition to the uh, gold resource position at stall that in itself would rank as one of australia's biggest discoveries in recent years yeah yeah and it's it's not much is said about it because uh stall gold mines is privately held but um it's uh it's a wonderful exploration story um and we're quite blessed to have the geologist that orchestrated all of this uh, as our exploration manager so he basically went into the east flank of the um, Magdala Dome, which is, which was long considered to be un uneconomic. Um, applied a very different methodology of classification of mineralization, which enabled the drilling teams to and, and geologists to to target um, uh, exploration drilling, and they've just had a, a wonderful result from it. And in more recent weeks, they've had things like. Um, uh, it was about a month ago they drilled 98 meters at 5.8 grams. So, wow. um, yeah, it's a beautiful new high grade zone, um, previously unheard of, untested, um, and they're still trying to determine the um, the lateral and, and, and vertical extent of mineralization there. So, um, you know, for an old um, old mine, the Magdala Dome seems to uh, keep keep giving, mm. which is one. Yes, as you, as you mentioned, Fossil was around for 20 years and did nothing much until uh, the Swan Zone came along. So life, yeah. life in the old girls yet. Okay. Um, now, we know uh, investors are an impatient lot. So when first results, when do you think? Look, we're you know, kicking off the drilling next week. We'll start to get a pretty good idea on on, on, on visual results from you know on a on a hold by hold basis, and um, within two to three weeks, we'll be able to start reporting um, assay results uh, as we complete each um, uh, each hold. So um, we have gone a little bit quiet for the last uh, month or six weeks since uh, since listing, but it's all been preparatory work, um, recruiting more people, just getting everything uh, together that we've needed and. There's, there's quite a, um, uh, a significant community relations um, program here as well because most of the land that we're drilling here um, belongs to um, farmers. So mm -hmm. um, the ground is either cropped or, um, uh, you know, they're uh, raising, um, or, yeah, uh, grazing or, or cropping. And so for us, we have to basically contact each and every landowner, um, tell them our intentions, go through a process of uh, questions. And, you know, we, as we as we drill holes here, we have to rehabilitate um, each drill pad uh, progressively. And um, so there's a little bit of time involved in doing all of that, but it's better to do it properly, not to rush it. And the stall gold mine has got a 
fantastic relationship with the community and uh, we just want to uh, keep it that way, if not improve it uh, even more. Okay. All right, that's uh, great stuff, Steve. Uh, lots to look out for as the company gets going with its uh, maiden drilling programs. So thanks for your time today and best wishes in the hunt for the Victoria's next big one. So thanks for your time. Cheers. And thank you very much. Appreciate it.